visit our website, chesterton.org. K-A-T-H, 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Welcome to We Sing Our Faith, sharing the music and ministry of today's Catholic recording artists. I am your host, Julie Carrick, and it is my privilege to share my fellow artists with you. Welcome to We Sing Our Faith in this beautiful weekend that we celebrate the Feast of the Transfiguration. Um, this weekend's readings are so powerful. And, you know, as I was looking at how to approach this weekend, how to bring together these beautiful ideas of what we're going to hear in the readings and the music and the artists who who talk about these beautiful ways of literally transforming our lives so that as we see in the image of the transfigured Lord Jesus Christ, the beauty, the magnificence, the, the fact that heaven is waiting, heaven is for real, and he'll be going there after his death and resurrection, and we are to follow him, and there's so much richness in this. And typically, I kind of start with the Old Testament reading or that first reading first and kind of work our way through. But today, I want to do it just a little different. I want to actually begin with the gospel, and then we're going to go to our first song. But the gospel that we're going to hear this weekend is from Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. And here's what it says. Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came the voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell anyone this vision until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. So, you know, a couple of things kind of jumped out as I was reading this. The first one was when Peter was all busy about telling his plans to the Lord, he was silenced, right? The voice came over from through the clouds and he was silenced, basically interrupted. Like, not your will, Peter, but mine, right? And then the very next, um, the thing that ends it is, do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead, so again, he's giving that foreshadowing of what he is going to do as far as die and rise. You know, he's giving them again the word that he is going to suffer and die. Um, why does he do all this? Why go through this incredible moment on, on Tabor, on the mountain, um, that reminder that he is truly the Savior, 
that he is going to die and rise. And then we hear that word of God. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to the fact that he is the Savior. He's going to give his life, and then eventually we will all be together in that beautiful, beatific vision in heaven. Well, this is going to take us to our first song today, and this is from Chris Mulia, his beautiful song, I Need a Savior. We need to quiet ourselves, admit that we need God, and turn to him who is our Savior. Again, Chris Mulia, I need a savior.
As we, as we go through the, the time together today, I'm going to be sharing a couple of just beautiful songs that remind us that just as those 12 who journeyed with Jesus knew that there was a lot coming, they may not have fully understood the details until it was revealed, but Christ kept reassuring them it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. We will be together someday. I am the way and the truth and the life and you will be with me. And even in our lives, when we look at the things of this world, and so many times it's like, Lord, when is this going to be over so that we can be with you? And we have that settling in our heart that we know it will be worth it. Um, And even as I'm saying that, I'm thinking of the beautiful song sung by Connie Salazar. It will be worth it all. Someday we are going to be with our God and all of this will make sense. Um, Let's take just a few moments now as Connie Salazar sings for us, It Will Be Worth It All. It will be worth it all someday It will have been worth it to go The straight and narrow way When we finally see His face And feel His strong embrace It will be worth it all someday These present troubles don't compare To all the glory our God He has prepared When we finally see His face And feel His strong It will be worth it all that day I can hear the angels celebrate as He calls my name I can hear the Father say 
second reading that we're going to be hearing this Sunday, and this is from 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 16 through 19. Beloved, we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we have been eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when that unique declaration came to him from the majestic glory, This is my Son, my Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice come down from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. Moreover, we possess the prophetic message that is altogether reliable. You will do well to be attentive to it, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. They're recounting what happened on Mount Tabor during the Transfiguration. Um, it's, it's powerful. And the line that comes in and just kind of yells at me in this one is that 
We ourselves heard this voice come down from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. But how in this time in which we live do we ever hear truly the voice of God? He speaks just as boldly as he did back in the day. He speaks prophetically. He speaks in his word. When word, when the word of God is proclaimed at Mass, we hear him speak. When we read our scripture and our daily devotions, he speaks. But the world is so loud that it can barely make its way through. And I want to go next today to a song from Jamie Teton, One Clear Voice. And I love the verbiage in the song. The lyric is so powerful in that the world is so loud. But in one clear voice, we do hear God speaking. And so this morning, wherever you are listening, take a moment and pray that God will truly reveal his voice and let that voice break through the loudness of the world so that we hear it in our heart, we hear it in our thoughts, we, we are able to hear it and then live the actions of the voice of God that is spoken. But we truly do need to hear that one clear voice. Oh, mm-hmm. 
song. Um, it truly does make that message very clear for us. And uh, if you've just joined us today on We Sing Our Faith, I am your host, Catholic recording artist, mission presenter, and author, Julie Carrick. It is always such a privilege to spend this time with you each and every week, sharing the music and the ministry, the heart and the witness of so many of today's Catholic recording artists. For information about each and every one of us, please visit WeSingOurFaith.org. WeSingOurFaith.org, that's the site. The toll-free number, 1-888-880-6874, and we are here to connect you. Now, as we continue along, um, there's that, that um, word that the, the cloud overshadowed them, right? The cloud overshadowed, and from that cloud, we heard the Father's voice say, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And then as Peter continued, We ourselves heard this voice come from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. But where do we hear that voice of God? Where do we hear from the cloud the voice speaking? And as I'm saying that, it reminds me of this beautiful song. And in fact, it's my dad's favorite, the song Only a Shadow. Um, only a shadow where we know in that little sense how big the love of God is. It's, it's only a shadow when we tell God how much we love him, but the magnificence of how he loves us. God, our Father, loves us so much that, that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, that he came to be with us, to show his love, to speak his word into us, and not just to speak the word, but to be with us, to remain with us. And I'll continue to say this throughout this time of the Eucharistic revival, it has been no um, no coincidence, it's no mistake or, or just a happenstance that we are in this time of the Eucharistic revival. We need this. We need to be reminded that as Christ was transfigured on Mount Tabor that day, we can have that transfiguration. We can have that change within us when we acknowledge the love of God for us so strong and so deep that he literally gives himself to us in the Eucharistic embrace. If that doesn't change us each time we receive, we're not truly admitting and acknowledging who we receive in the Eucharist. The incredible love of God to literally dwell within us, that the, the little shadow of how much we love him can never overshadow how much he loves us. He pours it into our lives. So, from me, your host, Julie Carrick, my rendition of Only a Shadow. The love I have for you, O oh Lord, is only My own beloved 
my heart well to know that my daddy who passed away three years ago, who was so in love with the Lord and who so beautifully handed on the faith to me and to my siblings, um, I just pray that he truly is in that beautiful place of paradise with our Lord. And even though it's been three years, I do continue to pray for the perfect and beautiful repose of his soul and the souls of all the faithful who have gone before us, knowing now in the fullness of truth what Christ was revealing to his 12 as he walked and and spent time with them on this earth. And now we're going to go to a song from Jesse Menabusen, Gracious God. You know, this song is that great reminder today that in the graciousness of God, when those apostles, the disciples, were able to start recounting those stories, those those encounters that we that they had with our Lord when he was here with them. And can you just imagine, you know, being at Mount Tabor? And being there that day and watching that and hearing the voices of of Moses and Elijah and the voice of God coming through that cloud. This is my son with whom I am well pleased. The graciousness of God, you know, giving them his word, allowing them to hear his voice and then seeing what would happen. That when they came down the mountain and went back into the day-to-day life of that ministry until it was time for Jesus to fulfill the word that he said that he would suffer and die, but be raised, that he would rise from the dead, showing us that foreshadowing of what will happen in our lives, that yes, we all will someday close our eyes in death, but God has a bigger plan for us. And the graciousness of God that he was willing to send his son to be our savior and to open wide those doors of heaven so that we might pass through them someday to be with our God forever. And it's in that mindset that we, um, that we call out to God that he is gracious. And so from Jesse Manabusen, his beautiful song today that is so fitting for this point, Gracious God. Lord, into the desert, lead us through the wilderness. Through this journey we will follow, for we long to see your face. 
In this time of sacred struggle, in this time of sacrifice, we rejoice for we remember that you lead us into life. Jesse's today that just really fits and it's the it's the song open my eyes right that if we could truly open our eyes if we could open the eyes of our heart if we could open the eyes of our of our soul to say Lord I know that you are offering me everything just as those wonderful men went up the mountain and uh, as they spent time together in fact, at this point, I want to go to the, the beauty of that first reading that you're going to hear this weekend. And in the powerful word of God, as our eyes are opened and, and as we begin to see things clearly described for us. Um, and this is from Daniel chapter 7, verses 9 through 10 and 13 through 14. As I watched, thrones were set up. 
and the ancient one took his throne. His clothing was bright as snow, and the hair on his head as white as wool. His throne was flames of fire, with wheels of burning fire. A surging stream of fire flowed out from where he sat. Thousands upon thousands were ministering to him, and myriads upon myriads attended him. The court was convened, and the books were opened. As the visions during the night continued, I saw one like a son of man coming on the clouds of heaven. When he reached the ancient one and was presented before him, the one like a son of man received dominion, glory, and kingship. All peoples, nations, and languages serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not be taken away. His kingship shall not be destroyed. How wonderful if all of our eyes would be opened to the glory of God, to his word for us, to his love for us, and to the gifts that he has prepared for us to be with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit together in the perfect presence in paradise for eternity. Um, I do pray that my eyes are opened more fully every day, that my heart is more open and that my ears are more opened every day to hear the word of God, to live in his love and to be that presence in this world, breaking through the darkness that is so prevalent in our world today, that all of our eyes and ears and hearts would be open to the word of God and his plan in each and every one of our lives. And with that thought, let's take a moment now and go to Jesse Manabusen as he sings for us, Open My Eyes. Before 
you, Jesse. Thank you for being such a beautiful man of God. And now I want to go to uh, the psalm. Um, the beauty of the psalm each and every week that we have the privilege of participating with in this beautiful part of the Mass, the Liturgy of the Word, that in the first reading we hear the, the Word of God, right? We hear that Word of God and we are invited to open ourselves to it. And then the psalm response, when we, when we have that opportunity to enter in where we respond with whatever psalm is being spoken. And this weekend is going to be Psalm 97, verses 1 through 9 will be those verses in between. And what we are going to have the privilege to proclaim in the psalm is, The Lord is King, the Most High over all the earth. How powerful is that? The Lord is King, the Most High over all the earth. And we're going to hear those phrases, The Lord is King, let the earth rejoice. Let the many islands be glad. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Justice and judgment are the foundation of his throne. The Lord is King, the Most High over all the earth. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his justice, and all peoples see his glory. And we will say again, the Lord is king, the most high over all the earth. And then that final verse, because you, O Lord, are the most high over all the earth, exalted far above all gods. And we will reply, the Lord is king, the Most High over all the earth. I want to share with you now from Lori and Adam Yubowski. We know them as Out of Darkness, this beautiful couple from Florida. Their song, Glory to God Forever. And then we're going to come back and share a little bit more. King of kings, yeah you were, yeah you were, and now you're reigning still, enthroned above all things, angels and saints cry out, we join them as we sing, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God forever.
you, Adam and Lori, for the beauty of your music and the beauty of your heart. And, you know, throughout um, the the time we're spending together today, it just keeps resonating that, that we focus on some of the darkness around us to realize that we aren't overcome by the darkness, that we truly are people that are people of the light, that Christ who who took his his um, apostles up Mount Tabor. Um, and in fact, I'm so delighted that I've had that opportunity once. I, I stood at the top of Mount Tabor with my daughter, Heidi, many years ago. And this year in October, um, my husband and I are going to, to spend um, some time there um, with our, our incredible pastor, Father Killian McCaffrey, with wonderful friends, um, and my, my dear, dear friend Shelly, my sister Laurie. We're going to go together and we're going to be there again. And I pray that this time when I'm there, I ask God to touch my heart even deeper than he did last time that I was there. But to stand there and to overlook the valley reminds me of where I'm at in my life here in Arizona. You know, I'm in the valley and this place is beautiful, yet there is such a darkness, not just here, but throughout our world, throughout our country, in every city. There is a darkness that is trying to press out the light of Christ, that is trying to press out the light and the goodness of God, who is only gracious. There is so much darkness because of the sin in our world. That which is so dark, that which is so wrong, trying to be what is right. Um, you know, just because something becomes popular and accepted by a number of people, even though it is sinful, it doesn't make it right. Acceptance doesn't make it right. That darkness that needs to be overcome by the light of truth spoken by the faithful is what we need to be empowered to do. Um, we need to become people that live in hope, but also people that live and proclaim the truth. When Christ and the apostles came off of Mount Tabor and continued the work, we know that a great darkness happened, that, that the, the death and the suffering that Christ endured for us was not a happy day. Although we call it Good Friday, it was not a happy day. It was a dark day, but from that darkness came the most incredible light because it was the light of resurrection. It was the light of new life for each and every one of us. And because of that, we are people who live in hope. And so I want to share with us the song that is going to take us to the top of the hour, Lord of all hopefulness, because we are people who truly do live in hope. So from me, your host, Julie Carrick, Lord of all hopefulness.
singing it. I love proclaiming that beautiful message in song because we really are people of hope. We know that uh, God's got this. Um, We just need to be open to listen, um, open to receiving his word, and then sharing it in every part of our life. Um, And for everyone who's been listening today, thank you for taking this time with me. And again, that site, wesingourfaith.org, wesingourfaith.org. That's the site to learn more about each and every one of the artists whose music and ministry we share each and every week. And also there is a link there to send us your prayer intentions um, along with any special comments or maybe there's an artist that we haven't shared yet that you'd love to hear who's uh, Catholic and in your area and you know that they have a wonderful, uh, beautiful Catholic focus in their in their ministry, send them to us. We want to continue to add more artists and, and new music to the program. So now, until next week, may God bless you and keep you. In your car, at the office, or in your home, we're always here. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. I'm Reg Platt, coordinator for Project Joseph, a retreat for men who have been affected by a loss due to an abortion decision. I have personally suffered the shame and guilt of an abortion, but Project Joseph helped me because it's by men, for men, and completely confidential. Our next retreat is August 26th and 27th. For more information, call 469-720-2273 or go to projectjosephdallas.org. All contact is confidential. Let us help you lay down your burden at the feet of Jesus. St. Francis Village is located on 250 acres on the shore of Lake Benbrook in southwest Fort Worth. You will love to live your retirement here at this secure Catholic community. If you are 62 and independent, call Mike at 817-292-5786. Walk to daily mass and participate in various activities. You can even feed the deer from your patio. Rates include utilities for cottages starting at under $900. Call Mike at 817-292-5786 to get on the wait list and to begin living at St. Francis Village. The Guadalupe Radio Network in West Texas has an opening for a general manager. This job is based in Midland. This is a wonderful opportunity to join an apostolate dedicated to the highest level of professionalism, competence, ethics, and Catholic values. If you're interested in this opportunity, email your resume and a cover letter as to why you would like to work for the GRN to careers at grnonline.com. 
Give your children the gift of an authentically Catholic classical education at Sacred Heart Catholic School, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. We're located in Munster, Texas, and we provide transportation from Denton every day. 98% of our graduates attend college, and our ACT-SAT scores are typically 20% higher than average Texas public school scores, and we're affordable. Our tuition is roughly half the cost of other Catholic high schools in DFW. Learn more at shmunster.com. That's shmunster.com. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.